0: What's up, champs? Welcome back to Short Shifts, the twice-weekly amuse-bouche keeping you posted between the eight-course meal that is the Keeping Carlson Mega Show every single Sunday. I am your host for tonight's event, Ben Burnett. Joining me, your other host, Louis Ezekiel. Louis, my pal, my friend, my bud, how you doing on this fine Thursday evening?
1: Oh, doing good. Uh, Like I said before, you know... uh, we were chatting before, uh, just on the Twitch stream, it's the new term. So I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking while I'm waiting for my students to come out of their shells a little bit, but, um, it's a good warm up for today. You know, it's good practice for, uh, getting into the nitty gritty here. Uh, you know, Ottoman empire during the day, uh, conquering your opponents in fantasy hockey in the evening. It's all kind of in the same vein, right?
0: Yeah. And famously, I know you feel like you're conquering a lot of your opponents these
1: days. So it makes sense that you're, uh, that that's where your head is. That is, uh you cut me to the quick there, bud, but so, I'm it's, sorry. It's, we're turning things around in the right direction. Okay, okay. I didn't mean
0: it in like to insult you. I was just speaking. Uh, anyway, yeah, that, that was a little rude of me. Let's talk about, you know, before we get into tonight's show, I, I do have a message from our pod fathers in, on the mega show. Brian and Elon wanted me to let everyone know. Uh, those of you who have been kicking yourself about missing out on the chance to join the Keeping Carlson Ultimate Patron Fantasy League, a.k.a. The Kakupful, this season uh, may soon have an opportunity to remedy the error of your ways. Uh, Lewis and I are struggling to start the year, but that doesn't mean that uh you should feel like you can't hop in and, and start to succeed in the Cuckupful. Uh, so that what is happening is that the Kikupful Kamish, an all-around great guy, friend of the show, Kevin Hebert, is doing an audit of inactive teams uh, among the many, many divisions of the Kikupful, and anyone on the wait list is likely to get a spot in the league starting your ascent to the top tier this season – So all you need to do to join the waitlist is go to keepingcarlson.com slash patron, uh, join the patron-only Discord group, and then follow the signs to join that waitlist. And uh, you'll be competing against the best fantasy hockey players in the world. Uh, You know, Lewis, Brian, Elon, Cousin Dave, and then lesser players like myself. Uh, So just head to keepingcarlson.com slash patron and uh, hang out with us. We are a fun group.
1: Lewis, Oh, don't do yourself a disservice there, Ben. Come on now.
0: Uh, yes, okay. I'm middle tier. Uh, Lewis, uh, I'm going to send it over to you. You've got our first
1: headline for tonight's show. All right. Well, this one is a little bit somber, but uh, definitely, I think, is the, the item that we need to lead off the show with, and that is that Chris Letang uh, is out indefinitely after suffering a stroke. Uh, it is the second such incident that has occurred uh, during his playing career. Luckily, it is being reported as minor compared to his previous incident, but of course, very concerning for the veteran blue liner. Uh, we don't have a ton to say about it, except that we hope uh, that he will get well soon, and we are wishing him all the best, certainly. Um, You know, because this is a fantasy hockey show, we are going to turn to our blackened mercenary fantasy hockey hearts here uh, and talk a little bit about what the implications mean in terms of what we can see on the spreadsheet. Uh and that means it is likely a boost in fantasy value for Jeff Petrie uh though he has been rostered already in 71% of Yahoo leagues so he's likely unavailable but you know kick around and see if he is hanging out there in your league especially if it is uh you know a, a shallower one perhaps um so he manned uh, the top pp by himself uh in uh Latang's absence uh, it is of moderate concern uh, that they managed to be outshot one to nothing in nearly three minutes of power time with Petrie on the ice. but uh, it's entirely possible this is a real feelings ball take, but you know you'd have to imagine that uh, their thoughts may have been elsewhere somewhat. Uh, still, it's a fine spot to have, and Petrie fills the peripherals. He's likely to improve along the margins in those areas, too, as he shoulders some of tank's ice time. Uh, he saw his second highest ice time of the season last game, although it did go to overtime, uh, as did his only other game with more ice. But 26 minutes is nothing to scoff at, especially with a power play one slot. Uh, so if he is kicking around on any league of yours, uh, you might want to invest in Ann Arbor's own Jeff Petrie.
0: Lewis, I honestly kind of feel like you're underselling Petrie here. Like, I, I feel like, uh, he has the potential to be a, a very, very good fantasy option rest of season, especially in a points league, just because he's already got the, the floor for the peripherals that you did mention. And now I feel like, I mean, he's what, two years removed from being like a 60 point guy. Last year on the Habs, there were obviously a ton of things that were going wrong, but after, Marty St. Louis showed up. Uh, Jeff Petrie started to turn around. So I don't know. If I if I have Jeff Petrie, I'm feeling like I just um, – I'm a huge boon um, to uh, – a huge bonus as we move into a tricky part of the fantasy calendar. Um, but yes, uh, I suppose with Chris Letang as well, um, missed a couple months the last time that he had the stroke. I'm really happy to hear that he's doing well and hopefully he does come back again this year because I think the penguins are more fun to watch with him on the ice but like more importantly also he obviously has a lot of passion for the game and uh it's it's more fun when when he's out on the ice. Yeah, no doubt. Hope to see him back on the ice sooner rather than later. All right, moving to an injury in Columbus, the Blue Jackets activated Patrick Laine from IR today, beating the 3 to 4 week timeline that was announced when Laine was injured in mid-November. I do presume this spells an end to Gustav Nyquist's spot on line one in Columbus. I suppose we might have some lines available to us at this point, and, and I'll check after we uh, after uh, after I finish speaking. Um, line A struggled this year with just four points in eight games so far, and now he's returning to a team, of course, that's down one Zach Warensky on the top unit. Uh, but I think it's too early to write him off, and I you know. While he's been gone, Johnny Gaudreau has started to turn things around over the past few weeks. He's got 10 points in the last seven games. Uh, and today in the Dauber Hockey Ramblings column, Michael Clifford cited a stat that was really surprising to me. Um, in the month of November, Columbus was second in the league in power play goals per 60, just behind the Dallas Stars. And that's largely without line a. He was there for, uh, two weeks to start the, start the month, but has been out since November 12th. So, I don't know, I, I just I really like Line's bounce back potential here. Uh, I know that um, that Elon has just traded Line a like two weeks ago, a week or two ago, um while he was still injured and was clearly feeling a bit burnt by the slow start, but I'm not I'm I'm still a believer in his potential for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, I like it too. You know, he's another guy sort of like Jeff Skinner that we talked about previously, who has kind of that higher floor because you know he's gonna get his shots. Um And, you know, things haven't turned out the way we sort of hoped offensively in Columbus. And, you know, they will continue probably to not go quite as well as sort of our loftier goals just because, you know, Wierenski is out and... Uh, you know, they've run into some problems that, that are a little more than sort of we, we thought we might see from them. But even still, uh, certainly an exciting opportunity. You know, Johnny Gaudreau still out there, very productive. Uh, you know, and, and this could be a great spot. If anybody jumped on him, uh, during that injured period, uh, I think that was a really nice move Took took advantage of a good opportunity. And, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll pay off for those managers. All right, let's head over to what was probably the most exciting game of the week thus far. It concluded after we finished recording on Tuesday night for Wednesday's show. Um, but that was Seattle traveling to L.A. Uh, and not content with cracking open a six-pack. They went for another half-pack after that. Uh, winning nine to eight in overtime. Uh, and, you know, as you do when you've had that much, you often, uh, you know, make a mess around your, your host place and the, the fantasy ripples are still being felt. Uh, Cal Peterson in the first year of his three year, $15 million deal came in for Jonathan Quick, uh, and, you know, suffered at the hands of this, you know, big time goal outburst. He ended up being waived by the Kings on Wednesday, cleared waivers Thursday afternoon. Uh, and should be expected to be spending some time in the AHL uh, trying to get his game back on track, basically. Peterson actually had the better save percentage, uh, but he did give up a goal on a quarter of the 20 shots that he faced in relief of Jonathan Quick. Um, I just have a hard time holding this loss against him. You know, he was thrown in cold into a game that was already wildly out of hand, and I understand that there are good reasons why Quick wouldn't be sent down, but it does kind of seem like a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to send Peterson. Maybe they just want to get him a little bit more time to, you know, kind of get a handle on his game and he will have more opportunity to make starts, I suppose, if quick is your guy um, down in the AHL. But uh, I'm definitely concerned that, Peterson's save percentage has declined each year in the league from the 920s in scattered starts over his first two seasons, 911 in his first real backup year, uh, 895 last season and just 868 so far in 22-23. Um, you know, he's likely to work on his game and, and wait for that call up. In the meantime, Phoenix Copley is going to be uh, called in as the backup. Um, but as a career sub 900 goalie, I would be looking elsewhere for starts. Um, you know, I'm barely interested in Jonathan Quick as it stands, uh, and his backup is of no interest to me.
0: Yeah, I think if you're in a in a league where you are just looking for um, saves Or even, you know what? The Kings are a decent team. Maybe Jonathan Quick is somebody who will uh, benefit from having a bit more of a rhythm in the crease and starting more games. I don't know. Uh, I will push back on the concept of this being a knee-jerk reaction to sending Peterson down. I mean, I agree with you, sure, that it's not really about one loss or, you know, that... The, the other night should determine who went down. Jonathan Quick absolutely blew up, blew me up in the kick up full and I think stuck me with a minus four points or whatever, just something ridiculous. A Um, mega goal. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but Peterson is on a three year, $5 million contract AAV, as you mentioned, and it's a looking like a pretty bad deal off top. So for a team that needs cap space and, Probably was kind of hoping that somebody might take him when they waived him. Um, yeah, I think that after the last two years, you know, he's he's putting up terrible, terrible numbers two years straight. It makes sense to, uh, you know, see if you can't get out from the, the massive cap hit for a guy who is blowing you up every time you put him in. Uh, yeah, I,
1: I, it, it makes sense to me, I guess. All right. Yeah, I know I see where you're coming from, but it, I don't think it should surprise anyone that he cleared waivers with that $5 million cap and, and how he has performed lately. All right, Lewis, we are heading over to Detroit next, where the Red Wings announced
0: today that Tyler Bertuzzi would miss at least a week after being put on the injured reserve list. Uh, Bertuzzi left the Wings game against Buffalo early last night. Uh, Bertuzzi had four points in nine games to start the year, including just three in the last seven after returning from an injury that caused him to miss a month of action earlier this year. Um Just like Lucas Raymond, it seems like Bertuzzi is suffering after the Wings kind of improved that roster last offseason. Steve Iserman picked up additional options to play alongside Dylan Larkin. And now that Bertuzzi is no longer staple to the top line, top power play, I don't think he's a must hold in most leagues. And it's Kind of it seems like it's a slow for people to adjust, maybe because he went on the IR and and then came off and it, people probably giving him a little bit of time to get his game right. but right now, I think he is not really a hold in most leagues uh if you have IR space, of course, it makes sense to stash him and, and hopefully when he comes back, he either gets a better opportunity or he does something with it. but um if you don't have the IR space, I think that
1: Tyler bertuzzi is a drop for me. Yeah. And I think just thinking forward to next year, you know, we hope that, you know, the injury problems that he faced might be just, you know, some uh, an artifact from last season and, so you know, a blip on the radar, but we're starting to see it become quite a bit of a pattern. You know, he has now missed significant time this season on two separate occasions. Uh, starting to think that maybe we got to talk about Bertuzzi as being a bit of a band-aid boy, maybe something to factor into uh, drafting for next season.
0: All right, Lewis, we are going to take a very quick break. When we come back, we've got a ton more players to talk about, including a whole team that's hot in Seattle and a couple of Jets that are uh, turning it around after a a slow start to the year. You're listening to Short Shifts. Welcome back to Short Shifts. Lewis, we are deep into the streak section of the show, and by deep, I guess I mean we are
1: beginning... Uh, (laughs) why don't you uh, start us off with our first streak tonight all right well we got a whole bunch that we kind of got to talk about here so many that I think we need to break it up and have each of us focus a little bit on uh, some of the different uh, Kraken players that we want to discuss it's tough to have a nine goal game uh, and not build on some of those streaks especially because the Kraken really have been on a roll uh, scoring over four goals a game over the last 12 or so um, so we'll start with Justin Schultz, who we mentioned previously, uh, as, you know, a possible hot streak guy to try and trade. Hopefully you didn't get that done right away. Uh, he stayed hot managing three assists, bringing his streak to 10 points in the last six games. Uh, this included two power play assists on only 36 seconds of power play ice time. But I guess you don't need much power play time on ice when you score the instant you step on the ice. Uh, Jared McCann joined as well, uh, only 14% rostered on Yahoo, scored twice at even strength to build his streak to seven points in six games. And though his ice time remains low for a rosterable player, you know, between 15 and 17 minutes, I think he's worth riding at least while the Kraken are scoring like this and maybe longer depending on how deployment shakes out. Certainly playing with Jordan Eberle and Matty Beniers right now is uh, the spot I want him to stay if I am holding.
0: And speaking of Beneers, added two goals on six shots in the 9-8 drubbing to improve to 11 points in the last five games for Beneers. Definitely safe to call that six-game slump firmly in the rearview mirror at this point. And uh, it's been great to see him pick up that torrid point pace that he had to start his career late last year. Unfortunately, the most recent game against L.A. is the first time veneers has had more than two shots in a game in the past 15. It's possible, you know, if he can keep up a 22% shooting percentage, he could still score 30 goals this year. But that's not a rate that we often see people hit. And it's just tough to see him hold on to, you know, even a, a 55, 60 point pace if he doesn't up the shooting from more than two shots a game. Uh, so I am very cool selling high on veneers in one year's league, in one year leagues or maybe a limited keeper if somebody wants to pay out the nose for potential, somebody who you might be able to get some, some really good short term value on to go for a ship. Uh, looking over to Jordan Eberle, uh, linemate of McCann and years um, posted four assists against the Kings, now up to 10 points in his last six games, has also upped his shooting since we last discussed him, Lewis. Uh, Eberly is averaging nearly three shots per game over the last 10, and pacing for 78 points through 22 games. Uh, unfortunately, when you look under the hood, those rate stats indicate he's not really likely to maintain that pace. So if you can find someone again, I'm, I'm happy to sell Jordan Eberly at a 70 point pace. Uh, if you can find somebody who is much more likely to maintain that pace, slam accept and do not look back. And the final player we wanted to mention on the Kraken is Jaden Schwartz, who despite the nine goal outburst, took one singular, solitary, lonesome, sad um, emo shot on goal against the Kings, was otherwise just on the ice for a cardio session. Uh Schwartz has just four points in the last 12, uh, though he did have a stretch of three points in in two games very recently. Um But over that 12-game stretch, the Kraken have scored 51 goals. Schwartz has been on four of them. So along with Oliver Bjorkstrand, who we mentioned on Tuesday, I'm good with leaving either of these two on the waiver wire until we see that there is a reason to pick them up.
1: Yeah. That is certainly a grim number for Schwartz. Uh, unfortunate to see certainly. Um, just a couple items to comment on. Uh, definitely like to see the shooting from Everly, like you mentioned. Um, you were talking about selling high-end uh, beniers for uh, a limited keeper. I really like that idea. You know, uh, from what we've seen from the Kraken, we haven't seen uh, a team that is you know ready to put out a top line and really give them top line style minutes, nineteen plus minutes a night. Um, and I think that really does put kind of a, a ceiling on him. Besides, obviously, his youth. Um, so yeah, I think if you get someone who is kind of chasing the horizon and they're willing to give you something of, of nice value right now, uh, I love that idea of uh, potentially trading Ben while he's on this crazy heater. Uh, and while people are kind of salivating over what he could do in the future, you could cash in on someone who's doing it right now. Uh, all right, well, we got to leave Seattle and head over to Winnipeg. I uh, want to talk about Blake Wheeler. Uh, Blake Wheeler has been really unstoppable since our buddy Elon traded him away. Uh, he recorded a hat trick and an assist in a 5 nothing destruction of Colorado, giving him 10 points in the last five games. The scoring has just been so fun this season. I love how huge these streaks are, even for these, you know, uh, of you know somewhat available players uh now i do worry with wheeler uh, about how his shooting remains suspect uh his three goals uh, are the only goals that he scored while on this streak the rest have been assists and they have come on just eight shots over the course of those five games Uh, so well under two shots a game uh He's been deployed with Shifley and Perfetti and is on power play one. So his lines look nice. And at about 50% rostered, I'm interested in picking him up. I wouldn't expect the goal scoring to continue just because that shooting is pretty anemic. Uh He's an interesting ad while he's hot, if he is available, but this is not a guy that I am pursuing for his hot streak value in any kind of trade, just somebody that I want to pick up for free. If I can.
0: I feel the same way, I guess that I'm not going wildly out of my way to get wheeler but i mean ride him while he's hot that's that's exactly where i'm at with this guy as well the uh the next player that we wanted to talk about lewis is actually wheeler's line mate cole perfetti um and somebody who i have to eat a little bit of crow about tonight i i'm i'm not too proud to admit when i'm wrong and Andy on the patron only discord group asked us to talk about whether goal perfetti was a season long hold before Tuesday's show. And I preempted that discussion in the, in the group chat with a simple no. And, uh, then perfetti went and, you know, changed his nickname from goal perfetti to Cole assisty, uh, coined by our pal, John Newhold. Uh, perfetti put up three assists in the five nothing win you mentioned earlier. Um, so obviously remains on that top line with Shifley and Wheeler. Also on power play two, So it's really not must hold territory to me unless he continues to stay hot. Uh, but at this point, Perfetti is a 55-point pace guy on the year. He does have five points in his last three, which is great to see. Um, And the main thing with Perfetti that I like is he's a great stream option this week in deep leagues, in particular with the Friday-Sunday schedule to finish off the week. Uh, There's a chance that he's turning a corner here. So, you know, you might be able to get him in your lineup for a nice stream. And if he continues to put up points, like if he puts up two points or, or three points over the next two games... Uh, then you're starting to wonder if he's somebody who should be sticking around on your roster for a little while. So it doesn't seem like Nikolai Ehlers is walking through that door anytime this week. Uh, So Cole Perfetti, a a decent option for you.
1: Yeah, that's tough. You know, uh, we have such high hopes for Ehlers. We finally get to see him uh, getting the sort of deployment we've always thought he deserves and then to have him be out for this extended period. But we can't Sit around thinking about what might have been. We've got to take advantage of what is there now. And, uh, yeah, this, this opportunity for Perfetti is, is not something to necessarily, uh, let go by the wayside. You like to see that deployment, certainly. And if, uh, if Wheeler isn't around, then maybe is a guy that you want to grab onto. Uh, or even, you know, if you count shots, uh, especially, uh, Wheeler might be a guy to dodge and Perfetti may be the guy to go to before him. One more trip over to Detroit. We had a request to talk about Philly Ronick. Uh, this guy has just been a revelation on defense for fantasy managers, ranking as a top 15 defenseman in the full and coming at very little cost, certainly significantly less uh, than his fellow Detroit blue liner, Mo Sider, who has been uh, mired in a little bit of a uh, sophomore slump. Not terrible, but um, just not being as productive as certainly we've seen from Hronick. Uh, He has largely done this at an inflated shooting percentage at both even strength and on the power play. Uh, At even strength, he's scoring more than three times his rate from last year. Uh, And on the power play, he has scored twice on seven shots. So obviously that's a pretty small sample size, but 28% is not what we should expect to see uh, from anyone uh, on defense uh, on the power play moving forward. Uh, he's obviously overperforming, but it you know that number, with so few shots, that number is going to change as he adds them pretty quickly. Uh, he has managed to maintain a 9% even strength shooting percentage once before over 65 games in 2019-20, so I'm not saying that that even strength scoring is necessarily going to fall, um, but his career average is considerably lower, so as exciting as he has been, uh, I would expect him to regress a little bit maybe at even strength, and especially on, on the power play, at least from the gaudy numbers that he has put up in this very limited sample. Size there also is always the threat uh, that Sider does get elevated to that uh, better power play position, especially if Hronik goes on an extended bit of a cold streak. Um, so, someone I'm definitely interested in, but I would say his his position as uh, that top 15 defenseman uh, right now is a little you know built on a bit of a shaky foundation.
0: Yeah, I mean the one thing with Hronik that really stands out to me is if you look at the the pace he's pacing for 50 assists this year. Just absolutely ridiculous, and I mean that. That to me, when a defenseman is pacing for twenty goals, and you want to know if it's sustainable, the answer is basically always no. um, If it's not like Kale Makar or somebody else that you're drafting like long term in that that space, but what what's interesting to me is that for Hironik, he's. You know, he's still on pace for 50 assists, which would make him rosterable as a depth defenseman in fantasy leagues on its own. A 75 point pace so far, 22 games into the year. And, uh, yeah, when you want to look, dig into those advanced stats, the five on five shooting percentage is overblown. His, um, IPP is too high. His power play IPP is way too high. And his secondary assists are, yeah, those are about average. So, it's good to see the turnaround. Certainly, this appears to be the best uh the best season of Hronik's career from an expected goals and a uh shot uh shot driving metric standpoint. Um, I think that Philip Hronik might actually be a 50-point guy, but yes, he is a definite sell high at this level. I, I think, though, that he is a hold. Uh probably is going to be a rosterable player for the rest of the year, just based on what we're seeing from him, his deployment, it, it reminds me a little bit of Hampus Lindholm, I guess, a guy who I don't count on putting up the offensive totals that we've seen so far. But I think that uh, what we are seeing from him is going to still be enough once he starts to come back down to earth. And, and that's what I expect to see from Horonic a little bit is that, uh yeah, if you can – I guess if uh, you find somebody who's willing to, if they think they're selling high, this might be a good buy high opportunity as well as is sort of where I'm coming from. Not to say that you should sell, you should send anybody that you drafted high, uh, but that you should maybe uh, be able to get in while the getting is good, even though the point totals are still
1: quite high on this season. Hey, my fellow cupful managers, uh, feel free to send me your uh, Philly Heronic for Victor Headman offers. I'm 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 grabbing at a <laughs> I, again. I, <laughs> never mind, cut this. <laughs> is that true? Would you no, take that no, deal? No, no, I wouldn't take it. Ah, interesting. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough I I don't one. know. I don't know. It's a tough one. It is. It's like I almost would say you should. <laughs> like i know
0: i know maybe take it i think you
1: might uh,
0: (laughs) should maybe take
1: it (laughs) maybe maybe but i i feel like i feel like the the i don't know i don't know that the opportunity is worth the um uh i don't know the sort of uh the 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 fantasy manager metaphorical face plant that you would be required like i feel like it's too shameful to do here's
0: the move if you're, if you're deciding that you're moving on from headman, this is not to you specifically, but just in general, you go look for, uh, not maybe Philly Horonic, but a guy who you think is going to put up like 50, 55 points that is overperforming. And you try and get Philip Horonic, who, you know, you think that he's going to be not this good, but pretty good. And then you get a forward upgrade as well in the deal. Yeah, there That's, you go. You try and like, it would be way too much to do in a one for one, but I think that. There are swaps that would make sense for, for Victor Hedman rosterers uh, that don't believe he's getting back up on the top unit. I would probably just hold because the upside is just so high. And I don't know that you're getting anywhere close to that upside back in a trade. Um, I'll give an example of sort of what I mean by that, which is like Evan Bouchard has been on my roster in the Kakupful all season. There was a stretch there where I started to wonder if it was worth it. And right now he's back on top power play. I don't I'm not counting on him staying there. But the reason I held on to him is he even as my last defenseman, how much is he really costing me? From that position, Um, you know, he's still putting up a couple of fantasy points a night or whatever. If I'm just dropping him or if I'm just swapping him out for another low potential player, it's hard to get to it's hard to beat yourself up over uh, holding on to an underperforming
1: defenseman with high upside is what I'm trying to say yeah for sure uh yeah i think i like you said i think i would want to leverage the name a little bit more yeah um but but i i, I understand where you're what you're saying and, and i think that does make a lot of sense like try and get a get a throw in there maybe too uh and who knows you might end up with an improvement at forward and an improvement on defense if things keep going the way that they're going woof
0: whoo all right lewis that's all the time we have for tonight for myself yeah ben burnett i'm signing out of here Thank you all for joining us, Lewis. I look forward to seeing you again next week, my friend.
1: Absolutely. Can't wait. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us, uh, whether it is on the Twitch stream or downloaded from the Keeping Carlson feed. Please be sure to give us a follow at Short Chips KK. Of course, you can find Brian and Elon at Keeping Carlson. Dave Betting of the Stream Scheme at NHL Stream Scheme. And I also recommend you follow at Game Day Lines, at Game Day Goalies, and at Game Day News NHL. All organized so nicely at GamedayLineTweets.com. Make sure you visit that site and the other great sites we use to research our episodes at Yahoo, Frozen Tools, and Natural Stat Trick. Our intro and outro music was created by Pat Roach. John Reed is our digital media producer. And until we see you next time, play smart and keep your shifts short.